Welcome to Mouthful with Shanti. This is episode six. Thank you again for tuning in. If you aren't following us on Spotify, please do so right now. Our guest today is the very hilarious Jay Rich. And here we go. I want to keep, I want to make sure you keep, you know, hydrated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they ain't paying us. They yet. ain't paying you. That's why we stick with this water bottle. Exactly. Right that's, what, see, that's why I need to do. Jose Contreras got one like that. I got to get one of those. You know, yeah, that's what helps you age well. Yeah, yeah. In you college. Got good skin. In college got... I drink collagen every morning. You drink Ooh, collagen? You put that in your shakes? In my coffee. Boom. First thing in the morning. I can't even drink coffee without collagen no more. <laughs> you sound I'm like serious. a diva. Look at you. <laughs> I don't collagen no more. Now. <laughs> no collagen, not for me. Mm-hmm, all not right? for me. Mm-hmm. That's I, good. I ran out of Starbucks now. Now I'm at mm-hmm. home with the pods. Okay, you got flaxseed oil or anything in this? No, no flaxseed. I might okay. need to start getting into that. I might need to start getting into that. You ever heard of black seed oil? No. No, black seed. Is it black seed oil? Yeah, they said it. Look it up when you get a chance. They say okay. it's the cure for everything except death. Okay. Seriously, look it up. Look it up. I'm all about that. It's crazy. I'm all about that, like, skin, keeping the skin mm-hmm. youthful. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm I would. I'm trying to do something about the grays. Grays show wisdom. Well, it does. Well, we in show business, though, right? I don't, they don't like to book oh, old right. geezers, you right. know what I mean? But I do like a little gray in women, you know, like a little straight. Be like, oh, she's seasoned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. I got, I got, this year, I, actually, you know what? You know what? I ain't even going to talk what, about it. What, 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 I got, I got fucking gray hair. It's, what? it's, it's underneath. Because I don't underneath? pull it out. Okay. I don't pull it out. Because no. I was told you pull one out and, and many more come to his mm-hmm. funeral. So, Right. I got, I got, oh, I got. I never heard that. Two, I got two underneath here. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. I said one earlier. Mm-hmm. I was lying. It's two. It's two. They're underneath there. Okay, okay. Had that little streak. Show it off one day. Yeah. You know, show the, your season. Yeah, it's it's coming. Mm-hmm. The season, the seasoning. Mm-hmm. But I like it. Nice. I think oh. I think I've earned it. You know, it's right. like it's like in the last year, so much has happened. You know, right. I, I started a new career. You know, mm-hmm. I got my ass eaten for the first time. It's all over the place. I tell you, you're well deserved now. You're well deserved. You know, that's good stuff. All right. Well, that would bring gray hair too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's you're experience. You are aging me. That's experience. Mm-hmm. You know, sucking your youth out. That's what happened with you. Yeah. Yeah, suck it out your ass. <laughs> suck youth out your ass like that. You know, better be careful. It's gonna be five more, five more gray hairs. You know. Ooh, I never, t- I never heard you talk all rated on yeah, it like right. that. Well, I can see he's getting younger. You know, the, <laughs> <laughs> sucking the youth. He's getting stronger. You getting older? Oh no, I'm playing. Welcome. Welcome Thank you to the podcast. Me. I'm so excited you're that, here. That was a wonderful intro about asking gray hair. I think so. We, really, we start off awesome. real here. We always do. We get real with it right away. We get real every time we come together. We anyway. do. It, you know, the last time I saw you mm-hmm. um, at a show, Kirby's in Fremont. Right, right. But it had been pre-COVID since I seen you last. Right, right. Was it? No, no, no. Because I saw you at that Hayward show. Probably. We bump into each other in random spots. Because you're good at documenting. You be taking the photos. So that's how I remember. I just do that to make everybody feel jealous and make them think I'm doing it bigger (laughs) than what I am. Yeah, comedy life. Look, the crowd's wonderful. Look at my friends. They don't even know my name. I just seen you for the photo. I just leaned over to talk. You were gone. uh, You said, I'm gone. (laughs) I'm gone, everybody. Let's go. And, no. then the, and then the dude, the white privilege dude, was there. Who was the white privilege dude? The white privilege dude, the weird dude, the weird dude at the um at the. That's so line. many men, Jay Rich. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, you mean the one that went on stage? Yeah, the one. To the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I get a weird vibe from him because remember I asked you about him. I said, what do you think about him? Mm, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the one with the British accent. I believe. <laughs> I remember. I'm, I'm sensitive what? about that because I'm Indian. What? So a British man come up to me with some attitude. I'm like, what, motherfucker? You trying to colonize right, my ass? Hey, there's only right one now? out here that like, you just threw it out there. Oh, yeah, the one. The one. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, Shanti, we are real here, I guess. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> my that's bad, my bad. Up. That's what's up. So, I want to start off by asking you mm-hmm. a question. Icebreaker, an icebreaker. Okay. Not that we need one. Okay. But it's fun. For the people. For the people. If you were to be a uh, kitchen appliance or something you find in the kitchen. A blender. What would A blender? <laughs> You'd be a blender? I, I need I need substance behind I'm a this blender. answer. Why are you a blender? Because that's I mean uh, because you know I'm always talking because I'm always okay. on stage. You okay. Know what I mean I use these to please to be pleasing to the ears. Okay. And you feel me come for the artwork uh, uh, pleasing to the body as well. So and you blender. mix things together. You mix things together. Put them all together. You're part of you the know, community. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? You a barber? You a barber? You I know am a you barber. mixing things. Because I'm mixing talking people. to people. Bop, 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 bop. See that, and then that's why I was telling. That's my barber. Noise. I could never. <laughs> hey, that's how you know the, the fade is there. Bop, 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 bop. Okay, you good. Next. Let's get it. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> but yeah, probably a blender because when I'm talking, we're breaking things down. I'm blending people up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm always, you know, I'm always talking. We're, we're breaking things down. We're getting, we're getting to the, we're liquefying the meat. Yeah. When we're talking on stage or when I'm talking to somebody that I'm cutting. I like that. That's very similar uh, to me. I like to say I'm a, I'm a grater. Okay. One, like a grater, you can grate like right. carrots, cucumber, carrots, cheese, whatever. I break it down. Right, You're going right. to break it down from the so big thing digested. down to the little thing. Yeah, you yeah. can digest it better. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead so that's how we're both, uh, we're both, you know. Breaking mm-hmm. it down. That's why it's always chemistry every time we come together. And, we, and if you Laughing notice, we're so never hard. together long. We do bone, we fireworks, and then we're out. Yeah, you know it's I mean? just. Yeah, it is. It is like that yeah. because we straight business. We don't hang out too period. long. I mean, after mm-hmm. I'm done selling stickers, I'm out. Right, period. We're yeah. here for business, and I've learned that the older I got, especially with the comedy, yeah. I'm not going out. I'm trying to try to party till three in the morning. You know, let the new comics do. It. Let them do yeah. drugs till one in the morning and use comedy as an excuse to hang out and get high. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm there. Work out the jokes. I'm trying to work out. Sell what I'm trying to sell. Let's get home. It's I a good day when I make it home by ten o'clock. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure like, your lady's oh, happy about that oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's not worried about. It. She's sleep anyway. <laughs> she's <laughs> yeah, she's sleep anyway. She's like, I've been doing this for years. She only yeah. comes out to the good shows now. Nice. Even though nice. they're all good, but like to the big ones, like theater yeah. shows. Yeah, the like ones that. where you need her on your arm right, when you're taking right, photos and right, shit. Right, right. And then sometimes I be feeling like it's a lot of hater, haterism, or not even really haterism, like, you know, a lot of like fake friendships sometimes, like yeah. in the community. So what I usually do is I don't, I, I feel like I shouldn't bring my family around yeah. people that I'm not sure even like me. Yeah. So when I bring her, it's usually at a theater. And usually it's good people at the theater. You yeah. know what I mean? You, no, I totally understand. In, in the scene, sometimes you never know who's honestly rooting for mm-hmm. your joy. Exactly. And so exactly. why not just keep that to yourself unless exactly. you're sure. Right, right. Because we're, yeah. we're in the Bay Area, which means we're with the uh, sharks and the killer whales. You know what I yeah. mean? What are you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm the fisherman. I can get your ass out of here. <laughs> keep playing. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm a cool. Fisherman. Nice. Yeah, yeah man. So I'm interested in you being a barber. I'm interested in a lot of parts of you. But one thing I want to know is, being a barber, mm-hmm. 
I feel like, how, what do you feel like your role is in the community first? Like, tell me about the vibe. Well, you know, we got everybody where we have Mexican girl work there, a white girl, like, you know, like one of those gnarly white girls work there. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, one of those right there. Oh, like a rocker girl? Right? Like, bro, bro, bro. Wait, a surfer bro, girl shrooms, or a bro, bro, can we do some shrooms? Okay, bro? I get it, I get it. Jay, we should do shrooms together. Jay. Okay. I'm like, I'm not doing shrooms. You didn't do it with the right people. You didn't do it with me. You know, that type of thing. We got the religious fanatics in there. We got the players in there. And and you're right, the conversation will be, uh, a conversation could come up and the whole shop, including the customers, get involved. But I also worked at a quote-unquote white barbershop at the same time. And you're right. You're actually right. It's nothing like that. Over yeah. there. Like at the, I used to work at People's downtown in uh, Oakland. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but everybody there, they're really sticking to their cells. They come to cut. They leave. Yeah. When they get finished cutting, they go smoke cigarettes and really not talk to each other. And uh, I guess the black or the urban barbershop, we're talking to each other. We're talking about each other. We're capping. We're roasting. We're having fun. And, you know, and then sometimes we come to work and everybody's quiet. So, you know, it's just, yeah. you know. It's every day. It's just like uh, you ever had a roommate situation where it's just a whole bunch of you guys and sometimes it's a party. Sometimes everybody's just in their room. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that. Nice. Do you feel like as a barber you get to see a more vulnerable side of men given your position as their barber? Um. Yeah, somewhat, somewhat. But you know what? To be real, once you develop a friendship with anybody, you'll develop that. You'll get that vulnerability. Yeah. Because as a barber, that's that's our first contact. Yeah. And then after we seeing each other for a while, I'm cutting different things. We're learning about him or her, and she's learning about me and different things like that. And you know, conversations arise. You know what I mean? People go through things, and you know, people talk about everything. You know, even if I'm going through stuff in my life, you know, some of my customers, how you doing, Jay? Oh man, my wife tripping. And then they'll, you know what I mean? Yeah. Start talking or vice versa. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I suggest I think you get a lot of vulnerability within in there, and then you get a lot of everything's up front. I think you, you know what I mean. Once once you start making a connection, everything's up front. We'll do a, like if a guy found out his girl's cheating, he doesn't mind of the whole shop knowing about it and voice, voicing their opinion. Sometimes, not everybody, but I've had situations like that where the room was divided. Some said leavers, others was nah, man, you need to work it out and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you know, a big old giant discussion about the dude and the dude leaving. Thank y'all, man. It was something to consider. You know? So what do you do? Oh, I don't know what he did, actually. I don't remember. You got to wait till the next haircut yeah, to find out. Haircut, you know? It's like the next episode. Mm-hmm. Like my other customer, we had a big conversation about he, he asked his girl to get married. Half the barbershop told him not to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> the other half uh, encouraged him, but the reason why they told him not to because he didn't even really know what marriage was. Yeah. Because they, they asked him, well, what's marriage to you? I don't, I don't know. Don't do it then. You know? That sounds like a really healthy workplace, though, to be able to have these types of conversations and like get deep about things and be like, right. okay, understand things better. And really break it all the way down and, you know. And really just get to the root of things sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes just talk bullshit and, you know. What about the but young black But you can tell what's men? the bullshit and what's not, though. Huh? Yeah. I would say, what about the young black men? Do you feel, uh, being a barber, uh, do you feel like you play an important role in, like, shaping the self-esteem of some young black men that I think you may so. I think our shop definitely does. Because yeah. we don't, uh, our shop is considered more so of an OG shop. We got, like, two youngsters that work there. And, like, you know, they're young, like, in their 20s, you know, early 20s. So they kind of real hip-hop-ish. But the way everybody that works there, we real, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's kind of like we're real stand-up. We don't we don't deal with no riff-raps. 
Yeah. Or no, or no low ballers. Like you could when you walk in, you kind of feel it. You know what I mean? And every bar, like if you hear a youngster talking like some crazy stuff, like you know, there's always a barber or even another customer. Like, nah, youngster, we don't do that over here, youngster. You That's know what good. I mean? People set them straight. That's right, good. right. You will get set straight in the barbershop if you're talking crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, man, I did this, man. I got all these women. It's like it'll be an old, hey, man, you need one woman, you know, or something like that. And then <laughs> yeah. they might get into an argument. Well, what about polygamy? And then now we're back to a conversation, <laughs> you know. Is that getting, is that a conversation that ever happened? Polygamy or yeah, ethical non-monogamy? Yeah, it always pop up, man. man I'm telling you, where's it? our barbershop is so diverse. Like I said, we got a Christian in there, Muslim in there. We got a um, we got a lesbian in there. We got a um, like I said, a white people, Mexicans. So it's all like I told you before. Like you know, when you talk about oh the black barbershop, depending on the uh, the kind of bar, like downtown was they'll call it more of a high end type barbershop. You know, they want to charge the highest shampoo you and everything. Mm -hmm. But the real barbershop community is it got its own culture. You know what I mean? Like, we, we try to make you look fresh, the tightest fades, you know? People that care about the line and the fade. The people that don't care, hey, man, just give me a two on the side. And, you know, that's that $10 yeah. haircut, you know, over with the Chinese lady downtown. Get the cut and they get up out of there. She don't know how to speak English. He ain't tripping. He just want to be clean and he get up out <laughs> yeah. of there, you know? That's all. Right. You do the spray on things? Well, you ever do that spray on stuff? If they ask, okay. if they ask. But yeah. I don't offer it. But if they be like, you do it, I'd be like, yeah. I don't really want to. How do you it. feel about that? And the beards, too. What are your thoughts on that? I see what? these videos coming out. What, the, these the dudes, fake beard? They painting the whole, the whole uh, thing. They just. the goal. I think the goal of that is like women with makeup, right? The goal is for you not to know that it's makeup. But the it? thing is, it looks like paint. That's what I'm saying. Those are so the, the people that's So the goal is not met. It's not met. It's not met. It's supposed to look natural. Yeah. So all you guys out there painting hair, you're a painter, not a barber. Yeah, like I feel like maybe like I can understand adding some, you know, because there are things yeah. where you can add a spray to a beard to make right. it look darker. To make it look more full. But sometimes it, it just looks like a straight paintbrush yeah. line. And I'm yeah. like, this it looks, looks weird. Stupid. It looks stupid. Where's the <laughs> camera? Stupid. You look stupid. Do you feel that is any separation between like ethnic groups inside of the barber culture? Do you feel like there's like an Asian community? Because you know sometimes it'll be like Asian barbers and then mm -hmm. Puerto Rican barbers. Well, when it comes down to that, I do understand certain certain things like um, like for the Mexican girl that works there, when some of the black uh, customers come in, they kind of avoid her. Yeah. I feel bad for it. And then sometimes I stand up, like, say it's her turn on a walk-in list. Yeah, Somebody yeah. walk in, hey, can I get cut? She'll say, oh, I don't want to do it. Can you come in? Even if I got time, nope, I'm booked. Yeah. Because they'll say something like, oh, well, you know, a girl messed my hair up before, so a dude never messed your hair up? Yeah, yeah. So if a dude never, you shouldn't mess with dudes no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. You know, I like that. That's you standing up for equity. That's right. gender equity, inequity, and you you rectifying right, it right there. Right, So when they try to come to me instead, no, I'm booked. You're going to have to come back. Look at you. You all yeah. feminist and shit. Yeah, man. Because you, you know, the cold part about it, she cut real good hair. That's good. Super good hair. So, you know, that type of thing. But I, I do kind of understand it, though. But because, um, I mean, they just don't trust it. Like um, like some um, some people, like some white white uh, guys might come in and get a haircut. They don't want a hairline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why we learned that. Would you like your line? You like your sides lined up? And you have Indian no, guys come in? Huh? You have Indian guys come in? I do have Indian guys come in. They're the worst. They're the worst. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Over. They're very, very picky, okay? <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm talking about 20 minutes. Mm. 
Because they pay their money. They yeah, want their money's worth. It seems a little longer here. <laughs> no line. No line. <laughs> Can you show me the back, please? I'd okay. be like that with my eyebrows, too. Well, yeah. I'd be like holding it like this. My whole thing, if you don't, if you can't find a mistake when you first look at it, it's no, you're looking for the problem. If you got to search for it, it's not there. No, we are paying our money. We want our money's worth. <laughs> I am paying you money. Right, right, right. <laughs> and if you mess up one time, they will not come back to you ever. <laughs> no, they <laughs> will not come back. But I got, I, got about, I got about four or five of them that's, that mess with me good, but I know how to do it. Okay. No, they travel. They come see me all the way from San Francisco. Okay, like okay, they work cool. Out there. No, they come out there. They don't really talk in a chair. They just <laughs> very polite with it. Just, mm, yes, just, we mm. have our me, my black friend. <laughs> I want right. to see my black friend. But then, oh, but I got one. Is one that's kind of hood, but he's kind of bootsy too. I don't like him a little bit. He be like, yeah, bro, yeah, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it seems weird when he tell you, yeah, bro, you know, I got. Like he's like I don't know I guess he's rich but he's like I don't he's know the drinking vibe. Drinking cough syrup, man. Yeah, it's like a vibe like a uh, uh, Malibu's most wanted vibe, but Indian. <laughs> it's hella weird. That's how you know, know they have rich parents, right. man. And he's like, yeah, I want a design right here. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, he, he like bounce. Like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, man. And I'm trying to cut him. He wants to talk and look up while he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, about this anime, this anime <laughs> thing is worth 200000 <laughs> He's cool. I haven't seen him in a while, matter of fact. <laughs> he got someone. Right, right, right. Do you help your wife out with her hair? With her hair? Um, when she used to wear short hair, I used to fade her back. Yeah. Okay. But she's growing it out real, real long right now for some reason. But she's keeping it in braids right now. How long you and your wife been together? We've been together... And or been married 11, been together probably like, I think 13, but you know, we used to date in high school. Oh, so you so y'all broke we, up? Yeah, and then we split up. They, oh. I, I went to jail, she went to the um, service, and then we did a full circle, ran into each other again, and then we got mad at each other and said, fuck you, fuck you, and then we left again for a few more years, and then we came back, you know what I mean? We just okay. been off and on. Were y'all together while you were in jail? No, I wasn't in jail. I was playing with the jail. Man. But she went. She went. <laughs> <laughs> a little juvenile hall thing, so it wasn't it wasn't nothing like that. But the um, what got went, you in the juvie? Huh? What a, got a you fight? In? A fight at Oakland High at that some guy. What was the fight over? I don't even remember. But then they tried to say we tried to rob him because they lost the fight and and everything. All of a sudden, a robbery charge just comes out of nowhere for yeah. some reason. I wonder why. I wonder why a fight yeah. turned into a robbery. How does that happen? <laughs> but um but um yeah but that's yeah that's how it always worked we uh we was always off and on i guess she was always the ex to other girls i told not to worry about yeah don't worry about her that's just my friend now we were married that's good and that's man, how you know it's meant to be y'all ended up back together yeah I'm back and forth every time that's know? good i don't know and then we split up for about a year again. but now y'all been solid for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. But we, I think we split up one time within that 13. What you mean you for think? For about a year. <laughs> what you mean you think? Yeah, she know about this? Yeah, she knows about <laughs> it. About a year we split and then I was running wild. And then I was yeah. like, guess I'll come home. Yeah. You know. What about her? She probably running cold. wild too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys aren't alive no more though. No, I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. That's always, I feel like when people, when, when dudes are on board with opening up a relationship, Ooh, I always no, feel like no, they regret no. it later because no, the ladies are like, what's up? <laughs> no, nah, we haven't opened it up. But I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to take it. 
Yeah, you wouldn't be able to imitate the ethical non-monogamy. I drove past. She was walking with a dude drinking coffee. I fell out. <laughs> I said, I seen you. You was with him. She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you was with some dude drinking coffee. That's my co-worker. <laughs> oh. I want you to quit the job. <laughs> you can't see him no more. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were the jealous type. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm not jealous, but you know. Like Does she it. get jealous with you at your comedy shows? Does she, she see any used pictures? To. She used to years ago. Yeah? Years ago. Why is she dropping hearts under your picture? And, mm-hmm. all that stuff? and you know we comedians. You know, those are fans, okay? Oh, hey, listen. <laughs> you know. Thank you for coming, heart, heart, heart. What are you saying? Like? When you coming out again? Well, I'll be in Sacramento um, next week. Uh, come on out and see me. Me and my friends are going to come see you. Heart, heart, heart. What, bitch? Coming to- no. <laughs> They're my people, baby. Don't worry about it. So what y'all do to keep the uh, love alive after so long? Because I'm telling you, after that's a long time right now to think about in the Bay Area. Right. 13 years with one person. Right. I mean, yeah, y'all had a little break, whatever, but mm-hmm. still. Like that's a long time with the person. What what do you what do y'all do to I think um, not kill each other? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, first off I got you always um you gotta always admit that you're wrong even when you're right. You have to um Really? Do you really believe you in to, that? You have to bow down. No, you, you don't to, believe in you this. You have to give up all respect for yourself. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. I believe in you. I feel I like y'all have you. adult conversations. No, we no, we real, we real. I think uh, sometimes I think I'm more adult than I did. You know what I mean? I think you. I think you are. I'd be like, let's talk about this. Yes. But what pisses me off and where she gets me at is if she doesn't want to talk, I want to make her talk, and that's where the bigger fight oh, starts yeah. coming. Oh, you're you know. not respecting boundaries. I'm not respecting Jay. boundaries, but I've learned how to respect boundaries maybe over the last seven years. Yeah, I think First that's five, what the 30s. No, come, no, no. <laughs> We're going to talk. See, that's your fucking problem. You don't listen. See, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I think that's what our 30s are for yeah, learning yeah. boundaries, yeah. learning how to have our own and set up our own boundaries, exactly. and then how to respect See, others. But I don't like that. I don't like that. If we See, have a problem, let's. See, talk. you're still on the path of learning. Right, right. Let's learning. talk. I do not like Listen, if it's a problem, <laughs> Let's address it because I think you just want to be mad. Now you just want to be mad. <laughs> well, we can if, end this right what now. What if they but you need time to calm down so they're not mad during the conversation? See, but the thing is, we have to learn as a people <laughs> to control our anger. Do you know how to control your anger? No. You don't? So when you lash out, you just lash out. Your eyes turn red and you can't be stopped, huh? Yeah. See, I start crying and that's shit. That's the problem. That's the problem, right? <laughs> you're a fucking ass. <laughs> Listen, man, I am so. I don't know you're not. No, but I, I feel myself. I feel the rage coming. Like I'll be like, you know what? I think we need to take a five minute time out real quick because I can feel it. Okay. And then if if, if I'm, I'm still okay pushed, with that, but come back get, in five minutes and talk. To I, I do believe that we should say if I need a break, you give a time limit. Yeah. So if you say, you know what, I need a break. Give me thirty minutes, and I'll come right back in thirty minutes. If you still feel like you need a little more time, then be like, you know what? Give me 30 more minutes. I'm going to finish up this walk, and then I'll come right back. I think that's very important. But if I'm like, I need time or if something I ask for, if a boundary I make Mm -hmm. is not respected, Mm -hmm. then I could go from zero to whatever real quick. But, you know, I always try to, I don't know, 
I mean, it's not. It doesn't always work. I always try to be a quote unquote player about the situation. When I say player, I don't mean having a whole bunch of women, different things like that. When you're dealing with a situation, you're dealing with something delicate, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I always feel like, all right, like if you, like I, like I tell all my my friends or, or my nephews or anything, like if you're arguing with your woman, you already lost because you're supposed to be a player about the situation. Why are you guys even in a heated? Debate. Are you, you playing know? chess? Right, right. Or checkers, right? They over there. Nah, nah. No, you got okay. Let me like, like you said. Let me respect your boundaries. Come talk to me when you have, a, you know. And then that will give me to calm down. Right. And then right. later on. And then when you call me, I'll ignore your call. And, say, <laughs> and then you know. And then you call and I'll ignore it in text. Um, I, I just need some more time before I can hear your voice real quick because. See now that I'm that angry. see no that's when I turn that focus on the silencing and mm-hmm. it says silence notification right. and it's silence. I think that's the worst part though. <laughs> the the how you get me is the silent treatment. I do not like that. Yeah, I already know I will because flip he... this shit over <laughs> to get your attention. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to me. I don't like doing the silent treatment. I don't like doing the things that I wouldn't like done to myself. Mm-hmm. I can feel if I feel myself wanting to be petty. I always think. Would I want my call silenced? <laughs> Betty, right, would right. I want my call silenced? No, for real, for real. And so right. I think, no, I wouldn't. And even if I'm mad, I'll be like, yo, I'm answering this because I'm kind of mm-hmm. pissed, but I love you, but I need space. Mm-hmm. No, but no, in our 30s, early 30s, oh, yeah, we we was the petty queens and kings, and, and you know. But, yeah, as I got older, I realized not to be petty. Yeah, and also it doesn't mm-hmm. age you mm-hmm. well. Like I was looking in the refrigerator one time, she kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Go kick the door. You not eating shit. Right. I'm like, man. <laughs> you but like, I like you, her. I never met her now. Yeah, I like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, that was years story. ago. She kicked the fuck. <laughs> I never seen that come from her before. She was mad and shit. I was See, like, well, yeah. man, don't talk to me then. I was like, wow. So you know, but I think I think the the lesson is learning how to argue because you don't want to yeah. you don't want to argue you don't want to be unfair with your argument. Yeah, you know. Do you feel like I know you told me that uh that before y'all got married that y'all have a daughter together mm-hmm. and then she had a son right. uh, previously. Mm-hmm. How do you feel and I like had a daughter, I had a daughter um, in high school. Yes, right. and the who, daughter who lives now in uh, out there in Atlanta. Right in now. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, how has co-parenting been? Has there been any like friction or anything that's come up? No, because I roll, I roll my house with an iron fist. Shanti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know everybody. Everybody. <laughs> It will be no silent treatment. With you me. seem like a fun Especially little. You seem like a fun dad, <laughs> goofy dad, with the children with an iron fist. Okay, <laughs> this shit needs to be clean. By talking about come home, no, um, no one on one time. Just clean homework, sleep. All right, I'm not here to be your friend. <laughs> I'm here to save your life. All right, all right. Whatever, man. This, you sneak in snacks. You sneak in snacks when yeah, she yeah. said that dinner's nah, over. My, nah, yeah, nah. My daughter tries to run over me, but you know. She's like, you a sucker, man. Mm-hmm. She ran over you. She ran over me. She ran. I'm starting <laughs> to think. I'm just like, oh my, got to be serious with her. You, you know? a big old softy. Right, right, right. She knows. She knows. I'm. You she know. said, man, give oh, me twenty dollars. Oh, dad. I said, clean up the room. Mom said tomorrow. <laughs> give a fuck what mom said. I said that I go in the kitchen and kick her refrigerator. Blah. Said, what the fuck you told her tomorrow? <laughs> so you know. But yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Kids are good. Yeah. Know. What um, about being a dad to 
a young black man in today's world, in today's society? Well, you know, just got to tell them, um, you know, just got to, you know, just always, I mean, it's just like anything, man. You know, you just try to tell them to do the best you can, try to be a good influence, you know. Tell them don't look at my comedy shows, you know, don't watch that, you know. Watch how I act at home, not on TV, you know, okay. that type of thing. But, um, no, nah, it's just, you know, get good grades when he was in school. Get good grades. Um, keep your appearance up. People treat you differently when um, you look raggedy and different things like that. Yeah. If the police pull you over, put your hands all the way out the window. Yeah. Until they come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't ride four deep in the car. You and somebody else. Matter of fact, just ride by yourself or a girl with you or whatever. Yeah. You know, just the safety things. Only thing I can tell them. And, you know, just be safe out there and, you know, don't do drugs. Does he do any extracurricular? Um, No. He's a, he's actually a, um, he's going to school for some kind of tech stuff. I don't even know where we're okay, at now. Okay, nice. He's in STEM. He's, yeah, yeah, right. He's like, he, I don't understand what he's talking about, so I just say, okay. That's good. Good. I don't know what he's talking about. but And then um, he does a lot of game and stuff. Like, he had, all, like, TVs all over. And uh, he doesn't even have a controller now. You know they don't play on controllers no more? I don't know, man. They I play see. on fucking keypads and my, and a mouse. Shoot oh, yeah, shit yeah. Up. They do that type of thing, so, you know. I don't have the dexterity mm -hmm. skills for that. But I, but I am, you know, uh, he's completely different than me when I was younger because uh, very responsible kid. Yeah. Especially financially. You know, he got his own car off the lot. His very first car. He went to the lot and got it. Okay. I, I had a bucket. A he saved. He home, saved up money. Saved his own money. Went down there, got the car, drove it home. Told us to come outside and look at it. What the fuck? Yeah, just came off the lot. All right. Never asked for money. Like it's hard. It's nothing to get mad at him about. Yeah. And that's why I can't trust him. Cause it's <laughs> now he's gonna take care of you. It's you something. Old. It's something going on. He's too too perfect. You don't ask for money. Got your own car. Sometimes I smell a hint of weed, but I can't prove it. Do you smoke weed? No, not no more. Okay. Weed, wait, is wait. Up, weed is the devil's lettuce. When did you when did you stop smoking weed? <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. I stopped. Um I stopped stop years ago, but I always dabbled. Yeah, do you drink you alcohol? Know, yeah, I drink. Okay. Yeah. Not in, in excess though. Yeah. yeah. Not like like when you was at how drunk you was at the last show. <laughs> nothing, nothing of that nature. <laughs> nothing to that nature. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> I was turned. <laughs> turned up. Oh, to my Indian love. Some shit you were saying. I don't know what. That's all I'd be yelling about. Drunk, sober. No, no. I'm very, okay, one thing I'm interested in is that I didn't know that you were a poet. Right. That you did spoken word. Tell me how you started. How did you get into spoken word? Like, what um, ignited that within you? Um, long story short, short story long. So you can give me the long story. So the, <laughs> I like stories. It's boring, though. The story is boring. But okay, okay. But so I'll try to get to the good, the juicy parts. So okay, when okay. I went to jail fighting over at Oakland High, they wanted to send me to the California Youth Authority. Okay. Now, instead of going to the California Youth Authority, the judge set it up for me to go to this place called uh, Camp Sweeney on 150. Okay. Now, Camp Sweeney is meant for you to be there, I think, six to nine months or whatever the case may be. But after a while, you'll have privileges to go home on the weekends. So you'll do your time, boom, go home on the weekends, go back up there, blah, blah, blah. But while I'm up there, some some guys from UC Berkeley comes up there, and they show us a movie called Slam 
about uh, Saul Williams who wrote poetry. Yeah, and, late you know, 90s. Oh, yeah. But like yeah. 1998, I think. I, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it had to be. Had I feel be. like it was like that time. You're right. 97, 98. Like yeah. that. And um, we was all watching it. And it I, I thought it was dope as shit. I was already thought I was a little rapper anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, little raps. So when Saul Williams got up there and he was doing his thing through the whole movie, I was like, oh, this shit is dope. Yeah. Like poetry is hella dope because I don't need a beat. So yeah. I can really just write about what I want to write about. And then um, next thing I know, uh, the people wanted us to do a competition. Everybody write a poem and everything like that. And the winner gets certain things. So I did that, got first place, and then, and then I got hooked. Yeah. And then after I got hooked, when I got out, I started looking for open mics. Yeah. And I started going to Dwayne Wiggins' spot. Dwayne Wiggins had a spot called uh, the Java House. Yeah. Over there near the lake. And I used to do poetry, I think, on Wednesday nights. And I used to go there every Wednesday, every Wednesday. What things motivated you to write? Huh? Like, what things did you feel like inspired you to write about? What? Everything. I was just writing about every. Ever since I seen that, I just, every every time I had a chance to write, I wrote. If I got bored, I wrote. I wrote poetry. If I was on the bus headed to work, I was just writing poetry about anything. Did you use poetry to swoon on some ladies? Oh, uh, yeah. I was trying to do the little love poetry. But I was kind of doing, I was like, um... I don't know. I was back then. I was a little, little uh, fake woke. Yeah. They wasn't calling it woke then, right? Yeah. Then. Like you know, I grew my little locks, had my little. little <laughs> you little got you had locks. My, my little seashells in there. Tell my <laughs> You know. Did you do those? Those ones. I've done some. I've done some of those where people be in the background doing that though. You're like orange. Right. 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 You know, I've killed. I've have killed. Yeah. Killed inside. But you know, but I was more so. So that's kind of your experience. Sounds kind of like a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. You you were you got in trouble, you know. You got in trouble <laughs> right. you, in the inner city streets. <laughs> yeah. And, next thing and you then know, the judge, right, right. he sentenced you. Right. Told me to get my act together, and I did five minutes at a time. And then you were like, "I'm not gonna do this shit." And then these guys <laughs> came in from UC Berkeley. Right. 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 White boys too. Oh, there were white boys in my head. And one Mexican, one Mexican. <laughs> in my head, there were three black men. Right, right, with dreads and shit. <laughs> my brothers, y'all don't have to. You understand, brother? I know uh, what path y'all going down, but you know. They talk about Ernest Hemingway, and they talk, they showed Slam though. Slam, but Saul Williams. Is I like that because good. Slam, Slam was. Uh, I think it was centered around black men, or at yeah, least yeah, made, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there he went go. to the jail, did the whole little system and everything. Man, that shit was like, I'm going to have to rewatch that. That was a dope movie. I think movie. I'm going to have to rewatch that one, too. That's a dope movie. One public enemy, number one. Yeah. One, one, one. Yeah, you got to watch the little snippets, at least. And then you got out, and then you continued on. Right, with the poetry. And then um, I, I started going to a place called Hollaback, where I met this one little chick. We was dating for a little while, and um, she uh, she hooked, she actually put me with a theater group in West Oakland called the Lower Bottom Players. They was um, Lower Bottom Players. Yeah, Lower okay. Bottom Players. They did um, they did plays. They did uh, um, Shakespeare plays. Okay. And it was uh, I told her I needed some money. I was like in between jobs, struggling and stuff. And then um, they was like um, they're uh, casting for the play, and it pays. So I'm like, let me go down there and see what's happening. Whoa, whoa. Went down there, auditioned, got the part. And um, we did like three weekends of it. And then the last day, they wanted, they was throwing a party. And they wanted, they had poets coming to the uh, party. But the host didn't make it, got sick or something. So um, I told them I'll host it. I'll host it and bring them up. It's no problem. I got up there, hosted it. 
uh, brought everybody up. Now, it was a dude at the party named DJ Ego. I don't mm -hmm. know if you, you used to go to Dorsey's when I ran it? I went to Dorsey's Locker a long time ago, maybe mm. like twice. Okay, well, it was a dude named DJ Ego who was the DJ there. And um, after I got finished hosting that night, he was like, dude, man, you hosted hella good, man. Dorsey Locker need a new host, man. You should come up there. And um, he was like, man, but pay $50 a week, man. You ain't got to promote. All you got to do is bring people up. I said, what? Hell yeah, let's do it. I need like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's yeah. 200 a month. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, but I'm trying to figure this shit out. So I go up there. And Brian, the one that owned it, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, we could possibly do it, but I already got a host. So the dude um, came, and I got up there and just performed my poetry anyway, and everybody liked it. It was cool. So I was like, cool, I'm going to come back next week. Came back next week, and the host didn't show up. The host was actually trying to muscle Brian for more money and said, well, oh, I ain't so coming. You came in so, but I was right there. He said, hey, you got the job, just like that. He's like, oh, hey, the dude's like, I ain't coming in unless I get more money. He said, that's all right, bye. Hung up on him. Hey, you want the job? I'm like, yeah. But I didn't realize that till later. That's when I, when I found out what happened. Boom. Then I got it, and then I did that for like three years. Never missed a Tuesday. And like maybe a year and a half in, comedians start. Yeah. And that's how I start they falling in love it. with comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People like, you, you ever remember it. a dude named Black Ass? You ever heard that name? No, black ass. <laughs> no. Well, anyway, before people was going viral, he was selling DVDs on the street of him doing like all that shit they do on Instagram. Yeah, made a lot of street comedian. Made a lot. He started coming up there and um, Darius Monday. Remember Darius Monday? Yeah, yeah. Darius started coming up there. He's a barber too now. And um, next thing you know, I start seeing him. I was like, man, I could do this. And I was drinking a lot back then, so I used to drink, get up there, talk shit. People said I was funny. Next thing you know, I'm doing comedy. Nice. So, you know. And it kind of it works with the schedule and everything. Work with the schedule and everything. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I got a question again now about being a barber now that you brought it up uh, again. I'm thinking, how do you feel like it's taught you how to be more sensitive maybe? Because sometimes people with their hair, people experience different things, you know, like mm -hmm. alopecia or, you know, whatever, you know, right. people losing their hair, people. Like, do you feel like it's made you more sensitive with how to, like, approach those things with people? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Have you ever been, like, doing someone's hair and all of a sudden you're like, man, you got a bald spot back here that they didn't yeah, know yeah. about. Yeah, then you touch it, and then that's what makes it go bald even faster. <laughs> and there I was like, for real. Oh, <laughs> if you ever want to mess with anybody, just touch wherever you think. Just say, hey, man, are you balding? And they will feel your finger for the rest of the night. Because <laughs> they're so self-conscious about it, you know. Uh, believe it or not, a lot of men are very self-conscious. Very, very. That's why they stay in the mirror so long after the haircut. Oh, yeah. And to be real with you, in, in my opinion, it might not be. In my opinion, that comes from low self-esteem. Because yeah. I got clients, and they got, I got clients who, who, who um, they don't care what kind of haircut it is. They, they know they're going to look good. Yeah. And they got that confidence. But I don't even need to see the mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes those guys, is, you know what I mean? You're so worried about that. Like, you know, you want your haircut to be that perfect. Yeah. It's a self-esteem thing, you know what I mean? Because yeah. your life's not that perfect. Also, it changes in three weeks. Exactly. So for a dude to sit like this for 20 minutes on something that's going to change, especially black people because uh, black people like to get the bald fades. Yeah. So when they get bald fades, it starts growing back in about a week and a half. Okay. So you got they get cut maybe every two weeks. Yeah. So for them to stay like that. So when, um, to answer your question, I do kind of, 
I do address them a little more. Like I try to get as perfect as possible because I know they're so sensitive. Yeah. And I know their self-esteem is a little low. And that's, the haircut is really what brightens their day. If yeah. they could look at that, like, like, like next time you go in a barbershop or something like that and you see a dude and see the barber hand him in that mirror and you see that dude smile, they smile. They, and they'll try to hold the smile. <laughs> You'll see that with kids all day. When you get older, they start, they stop doing it. And then, you know, they'll be like, all right, cool. Try to be cool. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But kids, they, oh, I like it. <laughs> You feel me? They number big kids with it, so you know. So I think I, I do try. I do try to come in and be a little more gentle when I realize that you're sensitive when it comes about your hair. Yeah. And then some people don't even care about hair. Some people care about their beard very like more. Like you, you give them the mirror, they won't even look at their hair. They go straight to the beard because they is is some it's something that that they don't like about it. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but. They needed to be a certain way so they could feel more comfortable about it. Cause they not yeah. they don't hate it enough to cut it off, but they and they don't hate it enough to just say fuck it and let it grow. So when they come, it, it got to be, dude, man, I need this to be perfect like this, and then yeah. they'll feel more perfect inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more of a psychological thing. And then you got clients that be like, hey, man, just go against the grain, man. No line. I got. I just want to feel clean. Yeah. I need to be presentable. It must feel good though to see that smile. To oh know yeah, that of you, course, of course. You put it there. Yeah, you get them there. They be like, oh! you know what I mean. You're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I got you. How come you haven't done that video that all the barbers do, where they kiss what? the kiss the dude on the forehead? Well, you know. I'm How come you haven't done that video I'm yet? Not, I'm not that cool. Mode. Come on, my, man. I want to cool see that video. Clients. I want to see that that black man joy. Yeah. I want to see that bonding going on. No kissing, no kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see forehead kisses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is harassment. <laughs> now I'm in jail and shit. Shanti got me kissing people. We did it for the TikTok. Got, got, yeah, we did it for the gram. We did it for the gram. I'm in jail for the gram. You know, Instead of fighting, yeah. this time is for loving. It's for love. You there know. we go. Yeah, you can be kissing random people. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's cool. That's so cool. I got a question here that we end up we end on asking everybody. Nice. Um, because I like to better know you okay. and, uh, you know, the inner workings of you. So how can how can someone love you better? And this can be, yes, your wife, but also, you know, your friends, people you know. Like, this is just like a hmm. human you love. How, how, can, how can someone love you better? Um, by loving their self better. That's the way they could love me better. If they love their self, they can't help but to love others. Because to love yourself is to love others because if you hate others and try to hurt others, you're really hurting yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then it's a um you know, I, I believe in the you know, in in um uh, reaping what you sow. Mm -hmm. Um seed, time and harvest. Yeah. Everything's a seed. Everything needs time and everything's gonna harvest. Mm -hmm. So you know like you planted the seed of me even being here today. And you planted that face to face. I think it was about a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, you know, well, you even planted this. Had the seed in your mind. You even put something like this together. And as time went by, here's the harvest. Me and you, and whatever it is you're gonna put together with this. So, I think to love me better is you uh, dropping the seed of love with yourself. Yeah. And then the time that the time and the harvest will be friendships. Will be being nice to each other and being a blessing to each other, you know, because being a blessing, a lot of people don't peep this, being a blessing is the real blessing. 
Like you ever heard the saying, like old old school saying, "It's better to give than to receive." Yeah. And it's more. It's a. It's more. And then the the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. The yeah. reason why they say that is because if you need five dollars, and I bless you with five dollars, yeah, that's a blessing. Your friend blessed you with five dollars because you need mm-hmm. it. But I'm blessed too to be able to let go of five dollars because I have it in abundance. Yeah. So by me having this money in abundance, I'm able to bless you. So when people want to say, I think the goal is to, like, you you should probably frame, I think a person should probably frame their idea of success is, I want to be able to bless people. Because if you're, gonna, if you're able to bless people, then you have an abundance. Yeah. Why have an abundance if you're not going to bless anybody? You're going to lose it anyway because, you know, that comes from, from selfishness and yeah. different things like that. But if you plant the seed of giving, then it's going to it's going to obviously come back to you. Oh, it, it has to. It has to. It, it, I mean, if you plant the seed, and then you can always tell a tree by the uh, by the fruit it bears, right? And people always remember who watered them too. Exactly. <clears throat> when they were growing mm-hmm. in in that way. So yeah, in Indian culture, they have a similar thing. My grandpa used to tell my mom to be like this with things mm-hmm. rather than like this. Right. And so for those of you who are listening, uh, the hand gesture I made was pretty much dropping something into someone's hand rather than holding your hand out open asking for dry. something. Mm-hmm. So right. it's similar to, yeah, giving. And I, I like that. And, it, and, it's not, and it's not bad that you have to be like that because it's everybody not goes some, through things Yeah, it, exactly. Because exactly. that's the blessing when it drops. Because when it don't drop, it's, oh, man, why well, I'm not getting blessed. But then somebody comes and blesses you with it. And then you be able to turn it around and do the yeah. exact same thing. And everybody's just flipping and flipping and flipping. And it's back to the time seed. And you know what I mean? And I even think about that when it comes to talking. When it yeah. comes to the things that you talk about. Like like I said, you could tell a tree by the fruit it bears, right? Think about what people talk about the most. Think about what people do the most. Think about, you know, you know, you ever see those people that everything's always angry. Everybody's blaming yeah. everybody. And it's always about a person mm-hmm. or something like that, you know. It's really like a, hurting inside yeah. some kind of way. Yeah. So with the fruit they're bearing is angry fruit. It's yeah. jealousy fruit. It's like this. It's like maybe they need to be watered with love. Yeah. So then, therefore, you feel me, they could be filled with it, and then they could push it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so I think uh, to boil it all the way back around, how could you love me better? You got to first love yourself. Yes. The words of RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> how, well, the words of RuPaul is, uh, how the hell are you supposed to love anybody else if you can't love yourself exactly. or something like that? Exactly. You know, I butchered it, of course. Right. But What's your favorite If you quote? can't love yourself, how the hell are you supposed to love anybody else? <laughs> something like that. Right, right. RuPaul fans, don't come at me now just because mm-hmm. I fucked it up. They, they coming for you. They coming for you. No, but I really like that answer because I think that is really important. The more we love ourselves, the more we love others. And mm-hmm. if we're angry with ourselves and things that we see outside that are different, we fear and we cover up fear with anger and yeah, and you so can't you can't help you answer. can't help nobody mm-hmm. if you can't you know what I mean if you can't help yourself you can't love nobody and not, you know what I mean no you're totally right self hate yeah self hate make you hate everybody else yeah you know what I mean especially when they look like you and different things like that I think that's a really good way to think especially toxic ass comedy world yeah you know we're around a lot of people that think in these angry fruit ways right and so and it's no seriously i i met i met a comedian one time and we ended up not being cool later right and um the cold part about it when we first met i never even i never seen i mean i might have seen him once or something some people 
will hold on to things. Like comedian told me one day when like when we first started talking, hey man, how you doing? Whoa, whoa. She was like, uh, you know, when I first met you, no, she ain't even made me. She was like, when I first met you, I didn't think you liked me. Mm. And I'm like, why would you even say that? She already had a negative thing mm-hmm. about how I felt about her. Mm-hmm. And we've never had an interaction. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, to make a, a an assessment, like I said, the, the fruit you bear, she just needed to be loved on and different things like that. But, you know, I was in a different space, so I was, like, stomping on people around that time yeah. because I needed to be loved. That must have been a long time ago. <laughs> I never remember you stomping on, you know, I probably just bring out the no, joy playing, in you. I'm That's playing. why. Yeah, oh, yeah. And now you never I'm mad playing. about when you when I'm around. No, nah, no. Nah, I told you, me and you, we get fireworks and then we... Psh- there you know what I mean? That's how this is. Like, if I right wasn't now. married, I was going to take you from your boyfriend. Man. I was like, I'm going to beat his head off. <laughs> hey, this shit's over. Cut it. Cut it. Get the fuck That's out. That's how this moment, this how this interview just went. You know, mm. we just, you come in. Blah, blah, blah. Right, and I just want to tell you again. The last time I saw you, I remember that set at Kirby's. You, you mm-hmm. did, you killed it. That that was oh, really thank you very, funny. Very and I much. remember because I had, um, you know, two older white people that mm-hmm. that came uh, as my guests that also yeah, live in Fremont, right. and you were killing it right, with that. Right. So you're killing it in a totally different demographic mm-hmm. of people that are outside. You're very fond of the white community, aren't you? You know, they buy stickers. You know, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're like top sticker buyers. Right <laughs> top sticker buyers. I'm on, I'm on refrigerators all over Fremont. Walnut City, Creek. Walnut Conquer. <laughs> Manteca. Right, right, I'm right. Anyway, the Bay Area Rapid Transit goes, I'm there. You know what I mean? What's your favorite quote, uh, Sean? My favorite quote? Mm-hmm. What was that one? Shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's okay. Well, we 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 uh we still got this one right here going for a no, second. It's oh. cookie. Well, hey, well, we made it to the end. Damn. Well, here on audio no, then. I was like, cut it, cut it, cut I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, yeah. things got interesting. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, see, it's always the later part where it gets right. The, right. The, you know what? The YouTubers just won't get it. Mm-hmm. The the listeners on Spotify will get it. because oh, okay. we still recording right oh, now. Sauce, so you know sauce. what? We're gonna end with a quote. I'm just going to read this one sentence, okay? Okay. Your wound, my garden, the things you hate about yourself, I love them in me. Mm. So I think very similar to what you're saying earlier, you know? Mm-hmm. The pain in, in yourself, if yeah. you look at it as that, you will see that in others mm-hmm. and you will bear that angry fruit or whatever. And And sometimes if you see things as beautiful within yourself that are imperfect flaws, right. you know? Like, one of my flaws is I'm kind of emotional. Right, like, right. I cry very quickly. Right. Me but too. I'm, I'm me a very too. sensitive heart, though, and I think that's beautiful, too, because, mm-hmm. like, if you shared something happy with me, right. like, I may tear up, too, right. out of joy. No, but you know what? That's the beautiful thing about it, because to be real, you're supposed to, like, you're supposed to be joyous yeah. with your friends that's, experience and joy yeah but you're also supposed to cry with those that's, that's grieving yeah because that's the thing of a true friend how could how could um how could my friend sit there crying and i'm not affected yeah you know what i mean if yeah. we're if we're connected if 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 i stub my toe my mouth is going yeah, ah, yeah. And my arms might jump yeah because because we're all connected some kind of way if you're true to the game then some people you know they don't get they're happy you're hurt, but that's because there's a lot of hurt inside of them because now they're looking at you like, good, now you feel how I feel. Yeah. So, you know, so sometimes you got to recognize that. And then sometimes you can, if you think, if you think about that, that will cause more peace within you too because 
you'll realize it ain't even them that that's getting at you like that. Yeah, that's something I've learned in yeah. like the last like five years of my life yeah. is when yeah. I see anger and pain, mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, you're going to be like that with me? Right, instead, now right. I'm like, you know what? I see like, you know what? I'm just going to give give space here right because i see that there's pain here right and without you even saying it you kind of on the same campaign like if you ask melvin and all those cats i hang with they'll they'll tease me about it but mm -hmm. uh, um my recent campaign for myself like i don't post it anything is seeking peace yeah see the thing is if you seek peace You'll find it guaranteed. No matter how hard he try to come at me, you try to come at me. Even if the dog try to bite me, if I'm seeking peace, like if I know it's gonna be a problem, I go around that dog. Yeah. If I know this person is hurting, that I won't trigger or trigger him, or you know, if you the the main thing to do is to seek it. If you're just going and you got to be intentional with it, you got to be. It's like you know how they say, live your life purposefully. Yeah. Purposely seek peace. Purposely, purposely try to see peace, peace with anybody and then it helps with the comedy career too because you know how the game is it, it's funny people that got Netflix I mean it's people that's not even funny that got Netflix specials and there's people that the got Netflix specials that aren't peaceful that aren't at peace with the success Boom. even so you it's gotta see and if it's not good if it's like even shows a lot of you not even shows I've been turning down shows if I'm not at peace with it I'm not doing it yeah I, feel I don't like care it. how much it is if I'm not you ever had a show I don't, I don't know why I took it no, yeah. No, fuck that. No. Or um next time next go around. Let them down easy. Yeah, yeah. But don't yeah, do totally. nothing if you're not at peace with it. Always seek peace. Seek peace. Let that be a campaign for the rest of the year. Seek peace. You know what I'm gonna tell you right now? Mm -hmm. You know what Shanti means? What? Peace. No. What? My name's Shanti. And I've been seeking peace. peace. No. It means peace. Yeah. Om Shanti. Om Shanti is a prayer in Hindi. What? Om means eternal. Om. and um. Eternal. Right. Peace. Shanti. Oh. Eternal. Like may I have eternal peace in my yeah. life. Om Shanti. Right. So when I'm at a temple and everyone's like Shanti, Shanti. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I what? I'm up in here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so yeah, there we but go. Yeah. Yeah, seek Always seek Shanti. peace. Shanti out. And then when you get mad, think about it. Seek, seek yeah. peace. Shanti, seek peace. Don't go crazy. You're right. Because it's the spirit in them that's made. You ain't even going against him. It's the spirit in them that's 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 coming at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Usually I cast cast that spirit out of them. Like, bow! Right in the mouth. <laughs> Usually the spirit leaves when you punch them in the mouth. But you know. Yeah. Shanti. All right. Well, that's it. Seeking peace. I okay. like that. When will this be out? Shit, now you're going to put editing pressure on me yeah, now, man. Because I'm going to promote um on the 25th I, I'm of thinking, February. I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking it's going to be out. Why don't you shout out all your stuff right now Perfect. before we head so out? It's super easy. Yeah. You'll find it's going to be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pornhub, um, <laughs> JRich510, J-A-Y-R-I-C-H-510. And that's the same for Cash App and Venmo. And then for all the freaks, what about OnlyFans? Oh, that's also J Rich Five One Zero. <laughs> I made it easy. I made everything the same. J Y R I C H Five One Zero. Anything. If you put that in, you'll find me on anything. There we go. Thank on you anything. so much for being Swingers. here. Swingers.com and all. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You made me laugh. Thank you. Very thank much. you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Put your clothes back on. What the, <laughs> the fuck are you doing, Shanti? What the fuck are you doing, Shanti? All right, we I need to leave. I need to leave. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on TikTok, IG, all the things. Take care of yourselves. Have a good one.